Hello, thanks for tuning in to my very first podcast. I hope a lot of you found me on a platform when you were looking for information on retirement and investments. And we're going to keep this straight, simple, and I will be plain spoken. My name is Elliot Cox. I was a financial advisor for over 21 years. And I decided to use this platform to answer questions in regards to some of the most basic things around personal finances. A lot of us are perhaps a little too embarrassed to ask family and friends or, you know, those 401k reps come into your office or your workplace once a quarter, twice a year, whatever. And you really don't feel like raising your hand because you think your question is stupid. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen, you're in luck. I'm going to answer some of those questions through a series of podcasts, and today I'm going to keep it short and simple, and I will stick to retirement accounts through work only. Now, you know what? I'm going to include IRAs in there, too, because it won't take too long, all right? Again, my name is Elliot Cox. I was an advisor for over 21 years, so hopefully through these series of podcasts, you'll be able to take advantage of and maybe appreciate the depth of my knowledge and experience. All right, so here's a shameless plug. I do have a website, all right? It is touchstonefinancialeducation.com. And if you have any questions after listening to this, please send me an email. I will respond as quickly as I can, you know, usually within a day or so, all right? If there's something you'd like to hear on this podcast, then by all means, leave me a couple of questions. All right. Well, let's get down to it. So with retirement and investments, believe it or not, they're not the two separate categories that a lot of the marketing material you'll see from investment firms or maybe advisors you've sat down with. They're not as different as they would have you believe. The only difference between retiring and investing is A, does the money grow tax deferred? Or are you taxed on the gains every year? That's it. Other than that, for the most part, you can hold the same thing in your retirement accounts as you do in a general investment account or what we call in the industry a brokerage account. That's just a good old-fashioned investing account where if you've made some money, you're going to pay a little bit of taxes. And I will get to that in subsequent episodes. But let's get on with the easiest and probably the best way to save for your older self, to save for retirement, all right? This is money that you're not going to touch until you're at least 59 and a half. And the easiest way to do that, ladies and gentlemen, is through your employer-sponsored retirement plan. Now, whether you're in your early 20s, starting your career, you're in your 40s, mid-career, or you were looking to retire, I hope to provide some Good information across the board for those different age ranges, all right? But when we start with our employer-sponsored plan, they are known as 401ks, 403bs, 457, simple IRA, and for those of you who are self-employed, and I'll get to this as well, a SEP IRA, a Simplified Employee Pension Plan. Because if you're self-employed, believe it or not, there are ways you can put money away for your retirement as well. Oh, also individual 401ks. Some of this we're not going to get to today. Again, I'll get to those in subsequent episodes. But let's start with that employer-sponsored plan, and I'm just going to use the 401k designation. And by the way, 
401k, 403b, whatever. You know what? It's a fancy way of describing this plan, but all it really is is a designation as an IRS code. So if you were bored to death and wanted to pick up a book on IRS regulations under 401k, you're going to find an employer-responsored plan. All right, that's it. So with your employer plan, okay, you can put away up to $20,500 per year. All right, again, $20,500 per year. And how you do that, and most of you already know this, but I'm going to review it anyway, you elect a contribution level when you sign up for the plan, meaning a percentage of your paycheck goes in there twice a month, once a month, however you get paid. And hopefully, <clears throat> excuse me, you are contributing up to the match by your employer. Most employers do match between 3 and 6%. All right. And what that means is for every dollar you put in, your employer will match a dollar up to a percentage of your gross income. Gross income, of course, is just money you make before they take out taxes. That's it. All right. And your contribution level should be determined by your monthly budget. How much do you spend on bills, etc.? How much do you put away in cash savings? Okay. That's what determines your contribution level. If you can max out, that's great. Again, $20,500 a year. Now, if you are 50 and above, there is a catch-up provision. So instead of basically 20 grand a year, you can put away up to $27,000 a year. Again, catch-up because you're over 50. You're going to retire hopefully sooner than later. And this is a way to suck away a little bit more. And the reason we start here is because once we set the contribution level, our monthly budget is adjusted. This is a set it and forget it proposition, right? That's why I like the employer sponsored plan first for saving for retirement. Again, money you're not going to touch until you're 59 and a half. All right. Once we've set that contribution level, then we have to determine what type of investments we want to make. Most plans have about 20 to 25 different choices ranging from very conservative to very aggressive. Now, if you're new to investing, don't like investing, but know you got to set money aside, most plans these days have what are called target date or retirement date trust funds, etc., right? You'll know, you'll see those in your plan when there is a year in the title. For example, retirement date 2040, retirement date 2055, etc., right? These are retirement fund choices that will set up the appropriate allocation, and all allocation means is how the money gets invested, okay, for you where you are in your life. So for example, if you're just starting off your career and you are in your mid to late 20s, let's say, then you are probably going for like a 2055 to a 2060 fund. As a matter of fact, if you don't choose one, the plan will choose one for you based on your age. And that's important because your age is the biggest and most important determining factor in what's called your risk profile, meaning how much risk you could take in the market. The younger you are, the more risk you can take, right? So that's why we push out for you younger folks retirement fund options 
2050, 2055, 2060. The older we get, of course, the closer we are to retirement, we will choose those funds also accordingly. And I tell you, with all the people I've spoken to over the last two plus decades, they like those funds. Are they the best performing? Eh, maybe not. But for those who don't want to spend a lot of time watching their retirement accounts, monitoring their investments, they're a, a great way to go to get started. All right. Now, with your retirement plan at work, we've picked the contribution, we're looking at investments. Here's a question that I always get asked. Which side of my plan should I contribute to, right? Because you have the traditional side and you have the Roth side, okay? Now, the Roth has been extremely popular probably for about the last 10 to 15 years, and a lot of plans adopted the Roth component here in the last decade or so. But the Roth IRA has been around um, for a little over 20 years, okay? Now, what's the difference between the traditional and the Roth. The traditional is a pre-tax contribution. All right. What that means is whatever you decide to put in there, again, budget contingent, will come out of your paycheck pre-tax. So before FICA and whatever state taxes you got to pay, etc., you get to make a contribution to the plan. Haven't paid any taxes on this money. It goes in. You've made your investments. Now, in retirement, Okay, after 59 and a half, whatever you withdraw will be withdrawn tax-free. Or excuse me, not tax-free. Sorry, this is my first podcast. You will withdraw the money and you will pay ordinary income taxes on that withdrawal. Let me stress that again. Whatever you withdraw from the traditional component through your retirement plan at work will be taxed as ordinary income just like having a job, okay? So you're in control of your tax liability at that point. Now, yes, you have to wait till 59 and a half. There is an exception to the rule where if you retire before 59 and a half, you can actually start withdrawing that money at 55, all right? Now, that's the traditional. The Roth, it operates a little bit differently, okay? And again, the Roth has been touted in literature, YouTube videos, maybe you sat down with a financial advisor, whatever. This is how it works, all right? The Roth contribution is after tax. That means that you pay FICA, state taxes, whatever, first, then your contribution goes in, all right? Now, once it's in, you've chosen your investments, just like on the traditional side, it works the same way at this point the money grows without you having to pay taxes on it. Now, here's the big difference. In retirement, after 59 and a half, whatever you withdraw, you get to withdraw it tax-free. So the Roth contribution, the after-tax contribution, gives you the opportunity to withdraw the money tax-free. The traditional component is pre-tax, and whatever you withdraw in retirement, you're going to pay taxes like having a job, ordinary income taxes. All right. So those are the two differences or those are the differences rather between the two plans. And I'll tell you, the next question I get is, well, how do I decide which is right for me? OK, it's pretty simple. When we look at our overall tax liability and it's kind of interesting, I'm, I'm 
making this podcast here on the 3rd of April. So tax day is a couple of weeks away. It's the 18th of this year or this month, excuse me. Um, you know, take into consideration your tax liability while you are working. For example, if you end up having to write a check to the feds every year because you didn't pay enough taxes out of your paycheck, perhaps the traditional component is better for you because it's a pre-tax contribution or put it another way, it lowers that taxable income. I can't stress that enough. It lowers your taxable income. All right. If you're in a situation where you get a nice fat refund every year, you never worry about having to pay uh, taxes over and above what comes out of your paycheck, then guess what? The Roth is better for you, right? You don't need to have your taxable income lowered and participate in your retirement plan. And a lot of you, to be honest, are probably going to split it, okay? So that's how I look at how to contribute to the plan. And for those of you who are in your 20s and 30s and even 40s, okay, it's a little too soon to begin strategizing around withdrawal. So we're not really worried about the tax implications yet. You got you got a little bit of ways to go. And I say it that way because the tax rules are always changing. For example, last year, the maximum you could put into the plan was 19500 right? The catch-up provision allow you to put away twenty six grand if you're over 50. This year, it's bumped up 1000 bucks, 20500 and 27000 per year if you are over 50. So I can't stress enough how these rules are constantly changing. We can't see down the line more than two to three years. So please take your contribution in consideration relative to your income and then, of course, your budget, and that sets the tone for your retirement accounts going forward, etc. Now, the other component to retirement, that's pretty straightforward as well. It requires a little bit more work. That's opening an IRA, an individual retirement account on your own, okay? You can pretty much go open these anywhere. Your bank, the Fidelities and Vanguards and T. Rowe Prices of the world, all right? One of the things that I do recommend is... Open your IRA at the same institution that you have your 401k with. The reason being is you are more likely to monitor your resources when it's under one roof, right? So if you're, let's say, using Fidelity, okay, you can log in, see your 401k money, 403b money, whatever. You can also see your IRA money. This helps you set something that I'd like to discuss in another uh, episode, which is asset allocation. Again, we'll get back to that in a minute. I want to keep this simple. So today we're just going to focus on the 401k and the IRA. The IRA will allow you to put away up to $6,000 per year. All right. And you have two choices, just like in the 401k or your retirement plan at work. That is traditional or pre-tax and the Roth, the after-tax. And they work very much the same way as your employer plan does, which is the pre-tax contribution you get to write off of your income taxes. So many of you will be listening to this, maybe doing your taxes, whatever, and you say, hey, I need a little bit of help because I'm either going to write a check to the feds or should I go ahead and fund an IRA? Well, I say fund an IRA because if you got to write a check, are you going to want to write it to yourself or to the government? Hopefully, you're going to write it to yourself instead. Hey, maybe you want to support the government, whatever. That's your thing. But 
the idea behind the traditional is, again, it lowers your taxable income for the year. Okay, money goes in, it's working for you. You have to pick your own investments. Now, unlike the 401k at work or the 403b plan, whatever, you have a ton of choices to make on the investment you want in your IRA. Don't freak out. Most investment platforms will guide you to the right investments for you. And they'll ask you a few questions about yourself, your age, etc., your investing experience. So they'll narrow the field of investment choices for you. That's how that traditional works. All right. Again, six grand a year reduces your taxable income, makes some investments, can't touch the money till you're 59 and a half. All right. The money grows tax deferred. Whatever you withdraw, much like your retirement plan at work, you will pay ordinary income taxes on. Okay. The other option and a very popular option the last couple of decades has been the Roth IRA. And it's different in that whatever you contribute, you do not get to reduce your taxable income by. Let me say that again. Whatever you contribute to a Roth, you don't get the tax write-off for. Okay. Money goes in, choose your investment. Again, answer those few questions through your investment platform, make the investments accordingly, which by the way, in subsequent episodes, we'll get to how to choose the right investments for me. All right. And continuing on with the Roth theme here, whatever you withdraw after 59 and a half, you get to withdraw it tax-free. Okay. Again, the, the Roth IRA is the one that allows you to withdraw your retirement dollars tax-free. Now, you're not going to take them all out at once, but whatever you need to live on year to year, okay? And there will be an episode on withdrawal strategies later. But for now, know that the traditional component, the traditional IRA, is a pre-tax contribution. The withdrawal is taxable as ordinary income. The Roth IRA is an after-tax contribution, but whatever you withdraw after 59 and a half, you get to withdraw it tax-free. Now there's a catch, okay? There's a catch on the Roth side, all right? So if you file your taxes single, if you make $125,000 or less, that's your modified adjusted gross income, okay? $125,000 or less, you can contribute to a Roth IRA. You can contribute. If you are married filing jointly, and you have a modified adjusted gross income of $198,000 or less, you can contribute to the Roth IRA. That's for you and your spouse, all right? Had a household, same thing like the single filers, $125,000 or less, you can contribute to the Roth IRA. If you make more than $125,000 filing single or make more than $198,000 filing uh, married jointly, then guess what? Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, you can't contribute to a Roth IRA. Congratulations, you make too much money. But you can still contribute to a traditional IRA because there is no income threshold, all right? So if you're really gunning for the Roth component, please participate in the Roth component at work, all right? Um, that's really it for retirement plans at work what you can do on your own. I'm going to keep this kind of short. I hope you enjoyed it. Please send me some feedback. Again, go to touchstonefinancialeducation.com. 
send me an email. My contact info is there at the bottom. Again, my name is Elliot Cox. And oh, also I've got a LinkedIn page. You guys can check me out. I got my little picture up there in the corner. Uh, send me some messages. Hopefully they're not too rude, whatever. I hope you enjoyed this. Next week, I will be presenting more detail on retirement investing. And I'd also like to start talking about taxable investing. Everyone take care. And again, thank you for listening.